Potato skins got baked potato appeal Cause they're made with potatoes and skins that are real I see ecto cool <laughs> Slimer's new fruit drink Meet the proud creators of new Post Waffle Crisp cereal. Hello everyone, this is Rob Lamley, creator of the Space Monkey X Audio Workshop, and I want to welcome you all to the very first episode in a new pop culture podcast series I'm starting called Forgotten Foods. On Forgotten Foods, I'll be doing a deep dive into the history behind your favorite sentimental snacks, canceled candies, bygone soft drinks, and discontinued fast food items. I have a list of products I'd like to research, but if you've ever wondered what happened to one of your favorite snacks from when you were a kid, hit me up on Twitter at SpaceMonkeyX and send me suggestions for future episodes. Sometime in the spring of 1985, my family loaded up in the car and drove from my tiny hometown of Fisher, Illinois, to the cultural and economic hub of our region, Champaign-Urbana, to visit Marketplace Mall. This was back before Walmart had made its way to our neck of the woods, so Marketplace Mall was the place where we bought everything, from TVs to toys to tube socks. I have no idea why we were going to the mall that day, but I do remember there was a special event in the parking lot that drew our attention. Champaign-Urbana is home to the University of Illinois, so it wasn't unusual for companies to come to town and hand out free promotional items to the college kids. Often they'd get a local radio station like 94.5 WLRW to come out and play some music, set a party atmosphere, and kind of help get the word out. Sometimes it was a movie debut, so there might be free t-shirts with Sylvester Stallone's face on the front, or sometimes it was a new soft drink you'd get a tiny sample of in a Dixie cup. But on this particular day, the item they were giving away was a smooth, creamy, sort of ice cream, but not really concoction, known simply as The Stuff. I hadn't thought about The Stuff in years until someone on Twitter sent out images of an empty stuff container they had just purchased off of eBay. A quick Google search later, and I discovered there's this whole subculture of packaging collectors who are obsessed with The Stuff. One such fan is Frank Adams. You know, I collect a lot of vintage items, especially from the 1980s. Uh, toys, clothes, trapper keepers, stickers. And then I've got a small collection of packaging for food and drinks that don't exist anymore. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of cans of Slice. There's a bottle of Crystal Pepsi in there and a few cartons of Ecto Cooler. Um, and then I've got some cereal boxes from like movie and cartoon tie-ins, you know, Batman, Gremlins, just all the foods I loved as a kid, really. You know, I picked up the stuff container because for people who collect old packaging, it's like this holy grail. Um, these containers are unmistakable, and they're actually kind of ugly, which is part of the charm. And on top of that, they never come up for sale. It's just one of those oddities from the 80s that no one seems to remember. But for Frank, it wasn't just about owning this rare packaging. He has a connection to the stuff as well. I mean, I was lucky enough to have the stuff in Orlando where my family lived at the time. Um, it was at the Publix, you know, my family went to every week to get groceries and they were handing out samples in these little styrofoam cups and they had the really cool stripes on them. I, I wish I had held onto those cups because you never see them on the market. And I don't think any exist anymore, to be completely honest. The stripes that Frank is referring to are distinct ribbons of purple, pink and brown that wrap all the way around the circular stuff packaging. The name is printed over the top in a flourishing script font that has a very old-timey feel, sort of like a sign you'd see in a 1930s soda fountain. I'll put the photo of Frank's stuff container in the show notes so you can check it out. One thing that's bugging me is this. If Frank ate the stuff in Florida and I had it in Illinois, obviously there was some intention of releasing it nationwide. So why wasn't it on our supermarket shelves while we were growing up, alongside fruit wrinkles, hostess pudding pies, and giggle sandwich cookies? Even in the age of the internet, there's very little information out there about the stuff. 
A simple Google search will tell you that it was made by Good Stuff Incorporated and was really only available in and around Atlanta, Georgia in the spring and summer of 1985. It claimed to have zero calories but tastes just as good as ice cream. The slogan for the advertising campaign was, Enough is never enough. And really, that's about all anyone really knows about it. Like a lot of regional food fads, it seems to have been very popular for a very brief amount of time before fading into obscurity. Did people just move on to the next food craze, maybe? 1985 was the year of McDLT, New Coke, and Toaster Strudels, after all. Or was there some other reason that the stuff never made it out of Atlanta? As a novice pop culture historian, this lack of information just isn't good enough for me. So I'm taking it upon myself to try to figure out whatever happened to the stuff. Over the next few episodes of the show, I'll be talking to people who were there during the brief heyday of this mysterious dessert product. Without going into spoiler territory, the story takes some pretty bizarre twists, involving everything from possible government corruption, a right-wing militia, and even startling allegations of murder. So come along as we explore the strange and surprising history of The Stuff. Thanks for checking out Forgotten Foods, presented by the Space Monkey X Audio Workshop. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, if you have any questions or comments about our current series, reach out to us on Twitter at SpaceMonkeyX. Head over to our website, SpaceMonkeyX.net, for this episode's show notes, as well as links to our other podcasts. This has been your host, Rob Lamley. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.